because you don't need to do much reimagining to imagine that Mark Zuckerberg is a big fucking dick. Welcome to The Spinsters, a podcast Actually, where we... Let's let's cut the the. Just spinsters. It's cleaner. Oh, right. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy. And I'm Jordan Liggins. Okay. Um, before we get started today, if you like the podcast, please rate and review and subscribe and say um, a nice word about it to someone else. Or a prayer for Jordan right now as she wonders. It's like I don't know where, where this where is going. Gonna end, I don't either. Hey, I know, I'm I'm proud of you for even saying the phrase. I know it's even hard to ask people for. My face is so be red right now. <laughs> right <in her> view. <laughs> You're doing great. If you are just listening and don't want to do any of that, we are also extremely happy to have you. Yes. Um, I think the first thing I want to talk about today is. Halloween costumes. It's Tuesday, so we've had two days to. Well, I mean, we record this on a Monday. I've always wondered: should we lie about that? <laughs> I think. Do we pretend we're recording on say, Tuesday? I think we just be honest. Okay, Halloween was yeah. yesterday. Ooh, that like made me sweat for the minute. I was lying about that. <laughs> I was like, wait, I've built this world now where we record on a Tuesday. Like somebody could break their leg tonight, and I would just. <laughs> Actually, we can't even say that because sometimes I'll say things and they'll come true like the Rick Carlisle Yeah, thing, don't so. don't even put that out there. No one is going to get hurt tonight. But anyway, yes, it's a Monday. I lied. I I'm glad we got through that. Um it's been a day. It's been one day <laughs> since Halloween. Since Halloween. <laughs> but the whole Halloween weekend, I feel like we're coming off of seeing posts and good costumes, bad costumes. But what was your what was your favorite costume that you saw? Okay, this is funny because I told you we should say our favorite costume and least favorite costume, and then I did not think of one. <laughs> I so. didn't have a least favorite. I didn't. I didn't have a least favorite. But there were some. There were some good ones this year. Oh, I had a least favorite. Oh, what's your least? fucking Mitt Romney dressing up as Ted Lasso? You're a politician. <sighs> Get off of Twitter. Oh God, I didn't even see that. I hate when politicians try to be cute on Twitter. <laughs> you can't participate and you in know Halloween. What? <laughs> I, don't, I almost said do your job, but I don't want Mitt Romney to do mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. I That does not lead to anything good. So just, I don't know, whatever. Just don't do Cosplay that. Cosplay yeah. in HBO show with your wife or whatever. What was your favorite? Um, well, I have to say, just personally, I, my boyfriend's name is Fred, and we had this idea that we would go as Fred Flintstone and Wilma, because I have orange hair right now, and we had this, like, early in the week, but we were like, we don't really care about Halloween, like, we're not gonna get the costume in time. We go to Goodwill day of, there is a Fred Flintstone costume in my boyfriend's size, one of one. So I scramble, get a white dress. I have pearls. And then I was like, wow, this actually turned out really good. I was proud of myself for day of. You guys had a good costume. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So just to clarify, you're saying that your favorite no. costume is your costume. <laughs> no, no. I just had to put that out there because I was very impressed with, with what happened last minute. Jackson, I don't think you're muted because I heard you <laughs> laugh at that. <laughs> 
One Republican <laughs> guy is that landed a joke. No, I'm not saying one was the best. There were two that stood out though. One, Aisha and Steph had a really good one. Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Smith. I don't know if you saw that, but they like reenacted the scene from the movie where I'm about to look at Angelina it. Jolie and Brad Pitt, like their house is blown up after they've been arguing and everything. So they like paid someone to Photoshop them on that background. And I thought that was actually executed very well. And I love that movie. I love that movie. The sexual tension that's in that scene is mm-hmm. I was like in high school, maybe when that was like ha- having its huge rerun thing on TNT, maybe like eighth <laughs> grade. But I just remember being like, that's adulthood. <laughs> like, That's crazy. They do replay it a lot. But I that's one of those movies where I can rewatch it. I don't rewatch a lot of movies. That's a fun fact about me. But that's one that I can. Yeah, rewatch. they did a good job. I thought it was I'm looking at the Instagram now. Yeah, that's good. That's also pretty simple. It was, but it was the execution with the. I feel like some people don't really put the extra effort of you know putting the background and doing the whole thing. So that was good. I liked that one. LeBron did Freddy Krueger. Yes, LeBron. You know he goes over the top, over the top. But he has a annual, I believe, Halloween party that is. You know, you're getting dressed up to go to this huge Halloween party and and LeBron loves Halloween. So I'm like, go for it. But just regular people on the street maybe don't do all that. But he he goes for it every time. And it was really scary. That's why I don't like Halloween. Scary costumes. Not my thing. Clever ones. He has. Yes. Yeah. You like the clever ones. He had great makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, everything. He always has really great costumes. He never goes. 50%, 70%, 90%. It's always 100%. Every time. In another world, LeBron would do drag because the makeup is sensational. You know that he hires someone who knows how to do it really well. I support this. But yeah, him going full out um, and then just younger guys in the league, like seeing it, it just makes me wonder what it's like to work in a place where you are at the mercy of this late 30s something and you're like younger (laughs) and you have to play with him or against him. Maybe think about that. Um, Did you see that article in the New York Times that was like the 37 year olds are afraid of the 23 year olds they work with because they're not as cool as them? (laughs) No, but that's a fact. (laughs) That's the NBA. (laughs) That's the workplace they were talking about. That, hey, that sounds accurate to me. But that, that, that's what um, we were talking about for Le- like people that come on the Lakers. Probably their past costumes were terrible, like party city level. But then they come to the Lakers and they have to go to LeBron's party. Now they, they're forced to step their game up uh, in their Halloween. Yeah. I, I mean, that's on it. It's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. I was... um. <clears throat> I was Laura Dern this year from Jurassic Park. I love it. Because we had a shirt that was the same color. Um, (laughs) And then on Saturday, I was a zebra, but it's actually just an outfit I already had. I love that. That had zebra on it. It was so cute. Um, Oh, thank you. Did you post the picture you did of the Thames? I didn't. I should. 
Okay. But I sent it to you because you, you, you pitched it to me. So I was like, well, let's see. If, if it gets the Haley approval, then maybe I'll post it. But it was fun. Jordan has hair right now that looks a lot like Tim's in her album cover because the album cover is tinted orange. I love her. I love that yeah. album. So I, I support that. So yeah, maybe I'll post it as a little treat. For Did you see anybody NBA dress up as uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox? Because that was like the Halloween costume of the year. I didn't. I actually didn't see anyone on my timeline dressed as them. Or out and about. I saw a lot. Yeah, maybe I just, that missed my timeline. I don't know what happened. A lot of the Libetaqua community was (laughs) Megan Fox and MGK. They have a lot of options because they have to be seen all the time. Somehow they're on covers. They're just like obsessed with themselves as a couple. So there were were a lot Mm -hmm. of outfit options for them. Maybe that's why they, they won that award. But I didn't see any. I saw a tweet. From Molly Lambert that said, who is so funny, um, that said Megan Fox is posting people's couples, people's couples costumes of her and MGK and more than half are lesbians. (laughs) I love that. And Jennifer's body is like gay canon and MGK looks like he would be, but just that like isn't because of what comes out of his mouth. Oh, those are actually my favorite pictures. I don't think I've ever enjoyed pictures so much of a Halloween costume that everyone is doing. Wow. I got to look this up. Okay. But yeah. Um, shout out to all the people who pulled it off. The people who did not pull off, like you looked like Ellen. <laughs> so um, we had an idea today. And when I say we, I mean our producer, Harry. Yes. Um, that is to do the Spencer's Creative Agency where we rebrand teams. And this is, of course, in response to um, Meta. Is it Meta or Metaverse? I think it's Meta. The Facebook thing, because it just says it just said Meta, because I remember I was like, this is going to be such a great. I'm going to make the best tweet. And I tweet about um, Meta World Peace. And then I was like, send. And then five minutes later, um, I went to DM someone and I looked and just not even scrolling, I saw like three world peace jokes yeah. and I was like, this is, sucks. <laughs> so I deleted it. I felt so ashamed. It was a good thought. We we all had that. We all had that. I am the 37 year old <laughs> and everyone else is the 23 year old <laughs> in this workplace. No, it was a good, it was a good tweet. Great thought. But I think it's like a whole, it's called meta, but it, the whole thing is like the meta Ver- like it's a whole universe it's a whole thing oh so instagram falls under it then, and what's mm-hmm. that because they're okay anything that they because well, they said like the facebook company is called meta but facebook remains the same if that makes sense oh, so like the, com- okay. the parent company now is called meta and everything that they own is under that umbrella but Facebook is still Facebook and it falls under meta. It's so dumb. This feels like um, metaverse sounds like a comic book setting. Yeah. It sounds like the Marvel universe. Yeah. yeah. He was probably watching like one day. He just was like, this is the smartest thing I've ever done. Yeah. That is the final manifestation of like you're a nerd who was snubbed your entire life and especially in college to the point where you make 
a website where you can rate how women look. And then it actually (laughs) turns out to be a very successful company because people are bad. Because people are bad. (laughs) And then you decide to call it something that sounds like something that's from Marvel. Has anyone... Also, the tag... Oh, just quick thought. Has anyone checked on the girl that or the woman that broke his heart like is she getting any credit for this oh i guarantee there's a feature on this hang on i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up there has to literally go through the actually never mind i have to tell you what the tagline is um and then i'll look it up the tagline from meta is connection is evolving is it and i thought (laughs) I read that when it first came out and then I looked it up again this morning to make sure that I had the right mm-hmm. one to tell to you. And I saw a link that said, after Googling metaverse, that said, Mark Zuckerberg says a new skin-like material could support metaverse ambitions. No. Will Will anything ever feel normal again? No. <laughs> No, not to have an existential crisis on a basketball show, but like, what? First of all, it's Meta sponsored by Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. And then you're just like, (laughs) what is life? What's actually happening? We're avatars. We're on a mountain. Sweet Baby Ray's is in the background. Skin like material. Just stop at skin like. Don't don't finish a sentence that has skin like in it. No, no. Ugh. Like that. No. <laughs> that sounds like that joke where somebody said um, Devin Booker looks like he's wearing another person's <laughs> face on his face. <laughs> I love that joke. You can't unsee that. You cannot unsee that. Wow. Yes, I saw that. Um, <sighs> okay. True or false, Mark Zuckerberg has ever had barbecue. Hey everybody, this is Harry, the producer. What you're about to hear is Haley um, trying to figure out why Mark Zuckerberg put Sweet Baby Ray's in um, the background of his shot when he was uh, announcing the Facebook name change. And uh, Haley at the time had, had never seen the Smoking Meats live stream um, that, that it seems like the Sweet Baby Ray's uh, in the back of sucks um metaverse announcement is sort of a nod to so she is just totally confused and um after the show we showed her the smoking meats um video and i think everything clicked into place but we wanted to uh keep this in for uh posterity's sake so enjoy not good barbecue really but he's had barbecue. i don't think he's ever e- i think there was like one picture maybe when he was considering in quotes because he said he wasn't a presidential run where uh he's like eating something that i think was barbecue because he wanted to show how relatable he was but i don't see him actually consuming a drop of sweet baby rays <laughs> which is actually totally fine barbecue sauce yeah it's fine yeah totally fine um but i don't i don't know why you'd have it in the background of a major company announcement probably the biggest one since you dropped the the 
Yeah. Unless you were trying to tell people, I'm normal just like you. I eat barbecue and I cover it in barbecue sauce. That's, and here's some of the barbecue sauce. It's not in the fridge. It's right here. Right. That's the thing <laughs> is if you want to come up normal, like have it in your kitchen. But it's literally like a uh, what's it called? Like a bookend. Like it was whole. It was on the bookshelf at like a prop. Why? That's a waste of barbecue sauce. It's going to expire. And you know what? If it's an inside joke, it's not that funny. Yeah. It's not that funny. I think the only exception I would make to that is, have you seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's on my list. I know. I know. I know. I know. I've I've probably watched that movie over 60 times. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's in French. I can, like, say some of it. Yeah, I don't speak French. (laughs) I was... I had no idea what number you were going to say, but 60 surprised me. Okay. Yeah, I would say 60 because I used to watch it when I was like, when I couldn't fall asleep and like reading wasn't doing the trick or nothing was doing the trick. TikTok made me feel like I was throwing my life away. Yeah, I went down that (laughs) hole this weekend. I downloaded this like game app for a while that um, also made me feel like I was throwing my life away. So anyway, in Portrait of a Lady on Fire, she gives her this sign at the end, she's in a, the woman was being painted. And when she was being painted, she flipped the book open to a page number that was of significance to both of mm-hmm. them and the time that they shared. And then she, the other woman is seeing it years later. And she sees that she flipped it open when she was getting painted. So unless it was something like that, but I don't think Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is telling his former French lover who they couldn't be together I was like, how is this going to tie back to Sweet Baby Ray? I don't think that that has anything to do with the Sweet Baby Ray's. And unless the Sweet Baby Ray's has to do with foregone French love, I don't want it to be in your background. Amen. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so we <laughs> we were going to do this episode on who else needs a rebrand. Yes. Um, that's the tie. So the first one is, well, let's just say what it is. Harry wrote out the first three. Um, I was really hungover this weekend. Jordan was taking a photo shoot to look like Thames. (laughs) Um, So we're going to read the first three from Harry. Who else needs a rebrand? The Lakers. And instead of having no shooting, their rebrand is avant-garde performance art. (laughs) Which I totally agree with. Yes. Let's lean into that. Let's lean into that. Also, just rebrand as anything with Mellow and we'll love it. Because <laughs> I want to say something real quick. Please. Um, you know what game I'm going to bring up. We don't have to talk about it, but if you if you feel inclined, lean into it. Okay. So the Rockets game, right? Here's... I didn't actually watch it in full. Um the hangover thing lasted like a really long time on Sunday. Um, that rush shot that everyone tweeted out was really bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie and act like it wasn't that bad. It hit almost above the backboard. Mm-hmm. But his performance was not the worst shooting performance. He, and again, he far. almost had a triple double. Like, again, <laughs> we forget about this. Yes. I I saw tweets of people saying I want him off my team, trade him for four bad players. Oh my god. 
God. Like wanting to wash their hands of it. I'm telling you, you have bigger problems and not even just bigger problems. Um, like your shooting is a huge problem. You have a, you have shooters who are a worse problem. Mm-hmm. You have bigger problems outside of the shooting. Getting rid of him is not going to not at all change the trajectory of this season. And I'm telling you, once again, come February, you're gonna love him. That's how it goes. Every time. Um, but I was I was watching the highlights of that game afterwards, and I was thinking, okay, let's brainstorm here. How do you win if you don't shoot? If you don't rely on shooting as much? So it's like totally reverse course of everything the NBA's done. The last. <laughs> Since Steph Curry was yeah. born. Since Larry Bird, yeah, started planting this seed in people's head. You could drive it in every single time. You could. LeBron like literally every could single do that. Possession. Every single possession. But And would he age rapidly? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I was so okay, from again, I did not watch all of Sunday's game. From what I've seen with the Lakers, they are not driving that much. It's like a drive, because I did watch that game. What happened was it was like a uncertainty with the drive, like drive with the purpose. I think that's what we're talking about. When we're saying, how are you going to score? You're attacking the basket, attacking the basket. And when Russ did that, he was getting layups. He missed quite a few layups, but he was getting there. And I'm like, yes, anytime he shot, I swear to you, Haley. Like I was like, I made like this and I was like, like it was that because they don't even look good. Like they look like it's so unorthodox that he doesn't even know how to shoot a basketball. And it's a lot of the Lakers players. It's not just him. So it's, it was LeBron that game too. He was terrible. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more inside, more ball movement. I think the ball gets stuck and we're like Mm into the shot clock. A lot of the times, like five possessions, uh, Austin Reeves has it dribbles, drives, gets stuck, Three seconds left, passes it out. We have to shoot a three, and it's not even close. So it was a lot of those bad possessions, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, like, being facetious, or am I with the driving thing? But if the whole point of ball movement is to eventually end at an open guy who's got the best opportunity at making the shot, where does it end? (laughs) It's obviously like you are just passing it around until the clock expires. The second thing you could do is if you, you know, you say we're not going to rely on shooting to win is to have the best defense Mm -hmm. probably ever. The Lakers defense looks really bad. Yeah. And that has been their thing the last two years. Yeah, they got to figure that out. Yeah, I would say two. Yeah, two years. Like that's been their thing the last two Mm -hmm. years. Now they've got no KCP. They've got no Caruso, which is actually really it's really funny how I've come around on Caruso. I always used to think that Lakers fans were exaggerating. He's having, he looks really good on the Bulls. He looks Don't really worry. good. I um I was going to Google his stats to talk about them today, and I got distracted. Did you know that? So if you just blind Google Caruso, he's not the Caruso that comes up. He's not like the Wikipedia sidebar. It's Enrico Caruso. Who's an Italian opera singer or was? <laughs> I love <his> that. Past. <laughs> and I started looking at his Wikipedia and he has like a it lists his grandkids and I started thinking, oh my God, what if they're related? Oh. 
this would be a great story. Yeah, so then I went on Ancestry.com, but they were trying to make me sign up. So I never actually got to figure oh, out if they were related. Wow. But. Okay. That's I will explore that later this evening. That would be cool. He doesn't look like him, but he does look like one of his sons. I take I'll take it. When I last time I Googled Caruso, the street of uh the Glendale Galleria came up because it's it's on Caruso. That just mm. a little fun fact there. Just a little fun. Just <laughs> basically little, not just girly Alex thing. Caruso. Just Googling Caruso. <laughs> <laughs> That's what doesn't come up. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, anyway, that was the Lakers safety net. They don't have it anymore. Um hopefully their defense looks better because hopefully. If you can't even stay in the game to figure out your offense you're shooting, your best bet who's hot that that game because we were talking about that before too. Maybe you just need to figure out, like, not everyone's going to have a good shooting game. Maybe it's, like, one for five, and then you just rotate the five. It does take time within a game to figure out who's got it that night. And if they don't have the defense, they can't even stay in it late enough. This is – it's funny to watch the Lakers because if you're new to basketball, this is actually probably the best team to watch because you can see their problems in real time, (laughs) and you can understand. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want a beginner – like a level, uh, an introduction to basketball that's not going to be overwhelming or make you feel super behind. They're going to have to go back to basics to such a degree to figure out how to work through this team on offense and on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that it'd be a really good one to to begin watching. I'm not as worried about the defense because of Frank Vogel, right? And I, it's like his thing. I think it's you know, also but- interesting to pinpoint that uh, Rockets game because the Rockets had almost 30 turnovers in that game like it was hard to watch it was actually very hard to watch that Rockets team figure it out real time that they it's like they've never even played basketball together ever but uh that wasn't because of great defense they were literally throwing the ball out of bounds so it's hard to say like well look at all these turnovers that the Rockets had the defense must have been good no the Rockets are just really bad it wasn't the the Lakers pressuring them into turnovers, but half of the Lakers' points came off of those turnovers. So it was like a gift that the Rockets gave to them. So that's a funny Speaking one. Speaking of that, we can go to my – we can jump – this isn't Harry's. This is my rebrand because um, it's same experience. Have you watched any Wolves this season? I haven't, actually. Yeah, okay. It's totally yeah. fine. Only highlights. Um, I <laughs> – no low lights. <laughs> My enduring allegiance to this team that's never felt you. rewarding to watch. Salute you. <laughs> totally. Um, the Wolves, we should rebrand from the worst franchise in history in a perpetual mm-hmm. way. So it just feels like, um, and I'm not saying that they are, but I'm not saying they're not. <laughs> Bear. The, you know the kind of like they're the they're really bad right mm-hmm. now. Well, okay, pause on that. They were really bad in the past. I feel this weird certainty that they're going to be really bad in the future. Mm-hmm. That's kind of right. That's the old brand. Right. We're not sticking with that. How can we rebrand? After watching some of their games this year, I think the rebrand is going to be this is the open to an inspirational sports movie, like the period where they're everything's tense and they haven't figured it out and yeah and then eventually we're gonna get to the montage Mm -hmm. it's the best part 
where 100%. But the things you were talking about, um, errant passes and just like weird turnovers and people not passing to to the person who just makes sense. <laughs> right. Um, that is extremely Wolves this season. It's not like they're 0 and 5. They're they're 3 and 2. Um and it's not like they've looked all bad. I think that's the thing that is most interesting. Mm-hmm. Because when a team is just playing bad, it's like, okay, great. Um, I know exactly what you are. But I do think that they have real potential for improvement, which is why I said that they are the beginning of this sports movie. Of course, that does mean that in these movie plots, like something significant has to change. Like someone's... Something big has to change. Girlfriend dumped them. Or like, yeah, the dad relationship is like a backstory. It's always a dad. Or, you know, like something major has to happen. Mm-hmm. This for this town to come together. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it the but, town? I love that it's it's the yeah. town. It's not the team. It's just Minnesota <laughs> for this town to come together, <laughs> coming together. Um, oh, I can really see that movie though. I can see it. Watch a Wolves game because this is what's happening with their offense right now. D'Angelo Russell almost is automatically passing up the easiest thing to do. Like he'll have the ball, Cat will be underneath, and instead of passing like wide open to cat he'll like put it out past the three-point line and like someone will have to shoot a three and like scramble it just is not making sense they're not putting each other in good Mm, positions mm -hmm. to score like the ball movement is it just doesn't have a point wow which kind of goes back to the Lakers. Like they're they're trying to figure it out but honestly the Wolves have way more opportunities than the (laughs) Lakers this is so to make pointed. an offense they just do yeah they just okay, do I'll, yeah I'll um suffer through a wolves game just to make sure i can really picture the inspirational sports montage but i i i can see it i think that's a good rebrand i promise you i think that something there is something there um even though i'm if you look through all of the uh advanced analytics and everything that has to do with their offense or even if you just watch a couple possessions it doesn't necessarily seem like it is but the fixes seem pretty easy Mm -hmm. to me or at least like uh something you can work out through a season the other thing that is just nonsensical to me is like cat is not getting the ball enough Hmm. he's your best player (laughs) give him the ball ball. i think you need to simplify things when you when you say that of like d'angelo russell making the harder pass it just seems like simplify everything. Like you said, go back to basics. When you drive, dump to the post. Like kick weak side. Basic, basic things to just see if they can figure it out and play well, like mesh well together. Maybe that's what it, what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Some of this is just like, when even when you're saying that back to me, this is just early season mm-hmm. stuff. The teams that falter early on, Half of them will work it yeah. out. This, things like this won't happen like late into the season. If if so, then that's just ridiculous. But they need to get Cat the ball more. He needs to shoot more. He's the best player on your yeah. team. Um, but yeah, but shout out to Anthony Edwards. He's really doing the best he can. And he's and he's so given fun. a million sound bites. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He is so fun. Just the he's also presence. really like a reliable scorer. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to be really reliable. He could take this team to a whole different level. Wow. I almost I think that they could use a certain someone. Oh, who? 
Who? Who is a point guard who we vowed to not talk about on this Ooh. show until something yeah, happens. No. So I won't, but mm-hmm. I'm starting to really talk myself into that. Interesting. Um, okay, do you want to read Harry's next? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Pelicans, rebrand. which I think is really good. Um, so instead of being at the... <laughs> basement of the west like so so bad with an injured superstar with no clear timetable no idea when zion is coming back their rebrand should be anti-capitalist like they're like you know what why should we give you what you want what's what's the point and the the mystery of it i think that's the good like no timetable kind of like make it a fact you're never getting what you're what you want and just be be okay with that. I'm I'm into that rebrand. I think Pelicans could deserve any rebrand. Like they also need to not be the Pelicans, but that's another story. Yeah, they need like a literal yeah, rebrand. Like a yeah, li- exactly. Yes, yes. Well, my roommate who's not into sports at all, he always thinks the Pelicans are, it's so fun. He's like the Pelicans are on. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I know, but he's also yeah, he's, I think they just they need to wash themselves of it mm-hmm. um, because it comes with the stigma of like never being ready, mm-hmm. which if you think about it, anti-capitalist never being ready for work. Um, <laughs> I think Carrie's on to something. I like that one. Yeah. Why make money? Honestly, what are they getting out of it? Who cares? Money. Um, but anyway, yeah, I actually <laughs> I don't. The Pelicans are like way over here for me this year because I am trying to not will pressure into them as well. The thing is, Zion is so young. He is. I don't even want to, I don't want to think about a timetable. I don't want to talk about a timetable. I understand if you are a Pelicans fan, if you are covering the Pelicans, if you are covering the NBA, if you are just curious, if you are worried, all of those things make sense Mm -hmm. to keep asking. But I just get, I'm getting increasingly worried and maybe it's because my memory is going, but I don't remember this many super young players getting this seriously injured and it carrying over for years. Then I have the last past, like what, five years? Mm-hmm. When was in B drafted? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it feels like it's more and more intense. And in my mind, this is a direct effect of AAU and Ooh, just interesting. pouring. Yeah, just like over and over and over. This is your every weekend. This is your every day. When you're not in AAU, you're a high school player. Mm-hmm. And I, this isn't like a new thing to say that their bodies are getting worn now more than ever. Um, and I think the the other thing that people say to supplement that is that people used to play a bunch of sports and you really didn't have to specialize if you were in a team sport. Yeah. You did, of course, if you're like a gymnast or a golf player. Mm-hmm. But... I'm worried with the the obsession because I don't want anyone to rush anyone because this is the rest of his career. And uh, I also don't want to jinx anything, but when you think about other players who were injured at the beginning of their careers, it's definitely followed them throughout. So Yeah, and this is the whole thing with Zion. Like, just the, the highs and lows of being a Pelicans fan, I'm sure, are so high and so low like when you figure out that you're going to get zion in the draft you're like this is going to change everything and then you see him hurt early in his career and you're like this is the worst thing ever like i'm sure they thought 
that it was going to be great and they're going to see him grow and going to see him evolve as a player. But seeing him on the bench hurt just can't feel good if you are, even if it's not rushing him, just like all the hopes and dreams of getting Zion in the draft are just kind of like, okay, when is that going to come into fruition? Don't rush him. Like he is young. He needs his body to heal and stop fat shaming him. Just have to say that every single time. But all of that goes into being like, well, look at Lonzo ball. Like he's over there thriving in, in Chicago. Like why couldn't he do that for us? Why didn't our team work? Like I'm sure they're going through so many emotions but having your superstar, your franchise player of a franchise that you need to rebrand on the bench, I'm sure is just not, it's just not a good feeling at all. Well, it's also deja vu. Mm-hmm. This just, you know what I mean? They were like, okay, Anthony Davis, I guess he doesn't want us. Took them forever to get over that. Yeah. Same exact issues with him and for years. And they, um, granted, it is different now. I do feel like they've already surrounded Zion with more players with room for legitimate growth than AD ever had mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Which is, the I guess, the other thing, you know, if you feel like you are so stuck because you don't know when Zion's coming back, this is your team. There are other young people who are still developing. And the thing with Zion is he is going to be so great right away. We've already seen this from the limited right. time we have seen him. It's like a little That's great. Taste. They're leveling up right now. Everyone else is leveling up right now. And when he's ready to come back in, he'll come back in. But yeah, I'm very worried about any kind of rush at all. So yeah. Stay anti-capitalist, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no money. And we'll do a whole separate Spinster's creative agency on different mascots and everything with the Pelicans. Oh, yeah. We should do yeah. that. Um, featuring my roommate. <laughs> um, Harry's third one is... James Harden potentially not having a good way to manufacture points now that he can't trick people into fouling him. And the rebrand is radical honesty. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. He has kind of starting to get back into it, though. His free throws are are going up. But that was a, a, a real thing for him for a second. Like, I can just see him looking into the mirror being like, it's time to be honest. Show the people who you are. And then he just had 19 yeah. the other and then day it, though. It switched. Yeah. But that was in one that was in one game. People flipped I thought the out. ref was just like out of it <laughs> and just forgot that the rules changed because that is such a high jump. Like the ref just got dumped before that game. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. It's like I'll give you what you want. Or someone texted him like, "Hey, can we talk after you're done with the game?" And he's like, "We can just talk now." And they're like, "I just want to do it after the game." So then the whole time that text is running through this ref's head, and he just called everything like back to normal. Yeah, that's what happened. That is. What do you think he'll average at the free throw attempts by the end of the season? Mm, that's a good question. I would want to look back at his past seasons, but I. <laughs> I, again, like what we talked about last last week, like he's going to find a way. He's going to find a way to get his points and he's going to find a way to get to the free throw line. Um, I'm going to say like 11. That would be great. I think if he can get to like eight, nine, you are contributing because he's going to make them. Right. Yeah. So I think that that would be wonderful. That I mean, the initial 
making an example of him would have to die down, which I think it will. As long as you're under 10, nobody is going to complain. That's a normal amount of fouls. But again, people people will pick apart the actual fouls. But like you were saying, like we were saying last time, did you just hear my dog yawn? No, but I saw her get up to stretch. So cute. She's so cute. Just to turn around. <laughs> um, it's the actual nature that he gets them, but I, I swear he'll just move on to something else. Hey, what's up, guys? Jordan Liggins here. TickPick should be your first choice to buy basketball tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is an exclusive ticketing partner for Spinsters and the Blue Wire Network. NBA basketball is finally back, and there is no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find NBA tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. I'm actually super excited because I'm about to go visit my sister in Chicago and we're going to go to a Bulls game and hey, I'm going to check out TickPicks for the best tickets on the market. I know they're going to be the best price, I know it's going to be easy and no service fees. Visit TickPick.com slash spin today to save $10 on your first order of NBA tickets. TickPick.com slash spin. My other rebrand is um, for the Warriors. Okay. And instead of trying to live up to the expectations of being one of the greatest teams in history, I think they should rebrand as just a plain old pretty decent team that could be good yeah i fully i actually heard this i first heard this on when did they say it? i was listening to the open floor podcast on friday i think and michael pina said that the warriors need to think differently about their team because fans used to compare their recent teams and their team now like the last two years Mm -hmm. to what they used to be and what he says is that at this point, the field is so different that they need to change that thinking. Yeah. I agree. The field is completely 100% different. I can't name a single team that is even similar to what they used to be. But I think, well, the Celtics just feel like they've been the same team for like 100 years. At this <laughs> they <point>. have. <laughs> Besides um, them. <laughs> yeah. But I think what needs to change is something more internal is the expectations internally and it doesn't have to be all or nothing right now. I think that's the way that Warriors fans are wired. I can't pretend to know if the actual Warriors feel that way. But as the season comes up and as there are losing streaks and as there are winning streaks, this is what I hope Warriors fans can recalibrate their brain Mm -hmm. into understanding that this is normal. A lot of teams have peaks and valleys and ebbs and flows. And I think it's because the last time that a, their team had a peak and valleys season was honestly with KD. And the peak then, if you're going to have a team that that's, that is that good and you have a peak, that's a huge warning sign. Yeah. That's, what, what it makes me think of is like, you know, they were bad. Well, they were really, really great. They won championships, multiple championships, got KD. They were really great. 
Then they were bad. And now all of a sudden that they are showing that they're kind of good again. They're like, oh, we must be back to when we were the best ever and barely lost. And it's like it actually there's a big gap in between (laughs) being what are they like five and one right now and their 72 win season. Like you could actually just be solid and just not suck but not be perfect and like you there's a middle ground and I feel like just from recent like recency bias of them just like well we were the best then we were bad we were rebuilding now we have to be the best again not so fast you actually you don't you could just be good plus and it's also it's not easy like that's not a you're not going to automatically jump to the same position you had as when you inserted Again, one of the greatest shooters in history and a wonderful defender onto your team. And even like recalibrating internally, I think, means in terms of play style as well. With Steve Kerr, I don't think some things are ever going to change. But without KD, without Clay right now, it's very unclear. Like, is it December? Is it January? I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know either. Um, Timeline again. But again, just don't force it, I guess, mm-hmm. because similar to, to, I guess it's the opposite, but similar in some ways. Zion has lots of time. If you're older, you don't have as much time, then you really should not rush yourself back because then you're just ending your career super prematurely. Yeah. But without KD, without Clay, the ability to pull off these wins almost unconsciously, night in and night out, the way you played just does not work in the same way. And so now there's certain things you have to accept with that much passing. You have to accept there's going to be a lot of turnovers. So many. Shooting won't fall as easily. Although, you know what? They are doing really well so far with shooting. Um, It's a bigger thing than just with Warriors fans. And I guess maybe the Warriors themselves, this idea of like all or nothing. And I do understand the concern that Steph is older. But he's playing out of but his. But he's thirty three. He's playing out of his mind. Like I don't. I don't feel like that is. He's not that old, and he's playing really well. This would be a different conversation if you are one in five, and Steph is not shooting. You know, like Steph typically does. But I. I don't buy into that. Yeah, there. It used to mean something way different. Yeah. Way way different. Like it was time to be sent out to the farm at thirty three. But CP is. 36 now. Wow. LeBron is, I don't know, 48 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I check, it gets higher. He just did a reverse dunk last night. And I'm, I'm literally just like, how, how? I don't know. He's aging backwards. So I, I don't buy the age, the age, uh, scenario. Well, he also plays so sustainably. Mm -hmm. There was a game last week where he shot 23s. The little like dancing he does in between <laughs> to to orchestrate the offense when he has uh, the ball. Yes, maybe that will get slower. But he's, his game is meant to be older. It's meant to grow into, mm. which is why people are getting older in the NBA because it's some, to some degree, the game he plays is reflected in a larger sense. Um, I was going to say that uh, Drake is also... 35 and is still acting super young. So anything is possible. 
Drake is 35. That's actually so shocking to me. I knew that, but you're right. How he acts, you think he like just turned 21 sometimes. There's a, he got, did you see the emoji? No. Chain that he has. It's just emojis and they're all like encrusted in diamonds. Is it from his And one of them is literally the eggplant. Oh God. He wears that on his neck. He also has a heart in his hair. Emoji fashion will always be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jersey. So the other rebrand that we have is probably the one of the one that needs to be rebranded the most. And that Mm -hmm. is the new city edition jerseys. They're so So bad. bad. (laughs) And they continually they're 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 bad year after year and i how can we rebrand this besides just like literally redesigning every single one that is not terrible but what you know Haley of spencer's creative agency how can we rebrand the the new brands of each team i don't even know why they exist honestly i wanted to say um I'm looking the pictures up now because I clicked out of it. I wanted to say we should rebrand it as it's camp, but these are just not even close. This is the opposite of camp because this is as boring as you can possibly <laughs> yeah, yeah. go. Camp is like, I feel like eccentric comes to mind or superfluous, yeah. like eccentric. Yeah. that Which is instead of city edition, let's do camp edition. I'm on board. Jersey dresses. Hello, bring them back. Yeah. That would be wonderful. Those, they are coming they back. Are, they are. But can you send me the the one? That, oh, never mind. I, I found them. Okay. So, yes, this is just so boring. And I feel bad. I know we're doing this on a medium that doesn't allow for you to look at them. If you're not in a car or doing something important, look them up. Mm-hmm. Look up the city jerseys. Um, OKC is just plain white. It's literally white. And the OKC is going hot dog style. What is that called? Hot dog style. If you're from a place (laughs) where people are always like, I would never go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's boring. And I have a soft spot for accusations like that because I am from Kentucky. And, you know, you get hit with a lot of things that I think people assume and that just aren't fair. Um... So to counter that for your city edition jersey that's supposed to better represent, you put plain white with gray lettering. All white and gray. That's fucking sick. That is like really rude. The Spurs one is fine. All the other ones, I... The, there's a couple that I feel like women were not kept in mind for. And I feel like the Atlanta one... With the hawk going across the chest, where it's placed, that is totally cupping your boobs. A yeah. thousand percent. You did not think if of If you're women. small, it shows that you're small. If you're big, it shows that like the, it, no one is comfortable in that jersey. It would be a 3D hawk. It would be like the wings are coming forward if you're a woman and you put on that jersey. That's just bad. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. Yeah. It almost looks a little bit like Rihanna's tattoo. Yes. I thought of that too. 
But that works under the jersey. That doesn't look above. Cleveland, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Houston, I mean, they're all just so bad, which is disappointing because we know basketball jerseys can be good. There's a million throwbacks. We always actually let me. Sorry. There's like four throwbacks we go back to over and yes. over and over again. Yes. Those are the highest purchased jerseys like ever, mostly throwbacks. The W jerseys are good. Mm-hmm. There's no way year after year these are so average. Like soccer jerseys are so cool mm-hmm. and they find ways to continually be cool. Hockey jerseys just by shape, baseball jerseys just by shape are usually pretty good cuz yeah. they have yeah, it's more fun. But if soccer can do it, if the W can do it, why not do this? It just feels like this is such a good opportunity. Because there is this crossover between NBA and the hype beasts. Yeah. Just let somebody who understands all of those things run this. I don't know a lot of things. But what I do know is I let the people who know things. Do the thing. Like how collabs work and look good and get people excited. Do the thing. And I take that knowledge from them and I apply it to my own closet. Mm -hmm. Whoever is making these. You don't know things. Let the person who knows what is good design these. Like, give it up. I don't know what kind of blackmail these guys have over Nike. (laughs) Yeah, they're just... And and my thing was, when they revealed them and the players are in them, like, they're not even excited to wear them. They're just like, oh, God. But then, do you feel like everyone is just like, well, at least we weren't the Dallas spray paint jersey? Do you feel like they're just like, uh, at least it's not that. And that's this Miami ransom note is pretty the Miami bad. ransom slash yeah. Loki uh, branding slash burn book branding is pretty. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but I think it's an ode to all their past jerseys. Like they put all the put all of them together. We're going to talk about the fucking metaverse. That's the metaverse. Let's just take this bad jersey and mimic our old bad jersey, which is modeled after our old bad jersey. Like this is, it's just all bad. Get new people in there. So meta. I bet the guy who employs the guys, and I know they're guys who make these jerseys is also like 40s. And that's what I'm guessing like maybe late 30s, 40s is like what the people who design these jerseys are. And the boss is also worried about his shrinking grasp on relevancy and what works. And that's the best blackmail of all is just mutual age insecurity. So that's why these people are still making these jerseys. (laughs) This is my formal motion to ask them to stop, please. We beg you. Go back to your family. We beg you. Go play with your kids. Stop making these jerseys. They're really bad. That seems like a perfect, perfect way to end the episode. That is just wonderful. So meta to really bring it full circle to talking about meta. (laughs) Well, please leave us your voicemails. Tell us about the jerseys. What are some other rebranding suggestions that you have? What should the New Orleans new mascot be? Because it can't be the Pelicans. It's just bad. Send us your voicemails at 502-874-4453 or send us an email at spinsters at bluehourpods.com to be featured on the show. Spinsters is hosted by me, Haley O'Shaughnessy, and Jordan Liggins. 
This episode was produced by Jordan, Isabel Jocelyn, Harry Krinsky, and Alex Ward. Our production coordinator is Devin Shepard, and our executive producers are Peter Moses, John Yales, and me. Hi, Haley and Jordan. It's Rachel from St. Paul, lifelong Timberwolves fan, and I just wanted to share that sometimes I think of Anthony Edwards in passing, and I'll get choked up from how grateful I am, and he's just amazing, and I love him so much. Thanks.